episode number 139 of the Tartan Running Shorts podcast, hosted by Tom Bryan and myself, Kyle Gregg. So, Tom, you've got arms coming out your ears right now. Uh, <laughs> who's, who's the picture behind you? <laughs> Good evening, Kyle. Good evening, listeners. This is our new cold open. It's Kyle comment on my Zoom background. All right. the last, two weeks ago, I had the National Cross because it was a year since the National Cross should have been. In fact, it was supposed to be that weekend. So this week, due to we've got a really great episode and I'm marking this episode by having a, a GB flag behind me and it's actually Jamie Webb the 800 meter runner who's yeah, pulling up at what is probably the, what's that, the Glasgow 2019 actually yeah the Europeans but um, yeah we've got a great episode Kyle fresh from his six hour solidarity run we're going to hear all about that we've got his pals his friends from the Team GB coming on um, Kyle I'll let you team them up in a minute and we've got chat about the, the British Olympic trial previewing that which is this weekend so plenty to talk about. Oh, it's, I know. So apologies. We had a, a wee week of a week sabbatical last last week. So it's a bumper two weeks worth of TRS uh, for your for your pleasure for your double run this this week. Eh? Absolutely. Um, I, I, but, say, I hold my hands up. That was my issue. I was last week. I just had like I just had a week where I had no time to do it. Oh, the amount of the amount of messages in the inbox. Eh? It was flooding. Like you know we. The amount of complaints, you know, is, uh, that's Offcom gone right down. Exactly. Forget move over Piers Morgan. The Ofcom complaints to TRS for <laughs> exactly. Well, do you know what the irony is? I'm sitting here with you know me and Tommy and I are, are twinsies today. We've got our Erdinger alcohol fr- alcohol fry uh, hoodies on, and uh, I'm drinking a cheeky wee. Oh, you're you're on a punk. Punk IPA. I am indeed. Yeah. I'm on a, a Cairngorm Black Gold Scottish Milk Stout. I tell you what, this I haven't had one of these for a while. They're so That's good. a lovely beer. I'm a oh, big fan it, of the Cairngorm beers. It's so nice. It's uh, it was a national champion in 2013. So really, really, you know, it's going down. I right treat right now. Um, and in time for a TRS solidarity run party with the uh, you know some of the 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 top runners in the in the GB you know in the ultra world. Uh, so they'll be joining us in about half an hour, and and Tommy's going to be chairing it. So. We don't. Yes, we, we've got excited. a few folk lined up. Hopefully, it'll be. Uh, it'll have order, no doubt. Um, I've got my know. cowbell though. I need. I need <laughs> the cowbell to, to shut people down. But, um, well, you know, before they the come ramble on, bell from Kyle's the ramble, ramble bell. Indeed, the, ram, ram, the ramble <laughs> bell. So before before they come on, we've got a bit of time, Kyle. So you, it's Monday night. It's the twenty second of March. Yesterday, Sunday the twenty first, you went out for your six hour run, your solidarity run, and your GB vest all all looking cute in your little vest and, and arm warmers and all that. So tell us about it. How did it go? Oh, well, it, it's a, well, before, you know, if some of you might not know the concept. The, the concept is, uh, it's, so I, I was picked for the, the GB team, which is my second outing in a GB vest. Uh, you know, the first outing was at the World Trail Running Championships back in, back in, you know, it was a while, <laughs> feels like a while ago now in 2017 in uh, Italy for the, yeah, World Trail Champs. And, um, it was quite nice, yeah. It's quite nice to to put it on, albeit in slightly different conditions. And uh, you know, the conditions being that this isn't necessarily a, a race; it's just a run, um, and it's an, so it's an unranked event, so it doesn't count towards anything. You know, you can go as slower as fast as you want. You can go up and down hills. You can do a point to point. You can do an FKT. You can run around your backy. You name it. That you know, 
that's what people did to put in. It was all around the world. So there was countries all around the world who were, you know, formed a team of up to nine, uh, in, you know, nine males, nine females. And uh, yeah, yeah, it was, it, was, it was really good to be part of something special, albeit uh, the TRS uh, hashtag. I'm, I swear this is, we, we had the origins of this together. We apart. bloody well did have the origins <laughs> of this. So everyone's everyone's on it now, but hey ho, we're we're glad to spread the love. So yeah. I went, you know, I, I I've got to say, like it's been a busy couple of weeks for me, you know, with um with with new jobs. In fact, folks, I, I I'm not going to let you know. I'm, I'm going to try and you know drum this up in the next couple of weeks. But I've got a new job, which uh, which I'm really excited about. And, and listeners, I'm sure some of you will will you know what the new role is. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm really excited to to reveal it in the next kind of couple of weeks. But anyway, I'm I'm rambling again. Let's get back to the yeah, point. Back on so, ramble. I'm going to download the ramble bell while you ramble <laughs> yeah. here. I'm sure, so, I'm 100% sure I'll need it. Again oh, you should. Yeah. So so basically, what, what you know, I I didn't really know what where to go or what what to do, and I was hooning and hand whether or not I could, you know, do the the the, the FKT on the D side line and um. And you know, I see Jason Kelly did a great, great FKT yes. and that fantastic pace. And that, that, yes, so that was that was that the reason was, I didn't want to do it. But <laughs> no, joking aside. So before, just as a little bit of a, a sidestep, big congratulations to Jason who's run that because I, you know, if you want to decide line, um, Braemar to Duffy Park, have a look at it on Strava because he, so our man, um, pal Brian Kinghorn, he he set it last year or early in the year. It was a great effort. But it, it was one of those, and Brian, I'm sure, will forgive me for saying this because Brian's very much a similar sort of runner as me. It was there for the taking for anyone serious. But Jason has put a, you know, that's a, you've got to be going for it now. I don't know if it's time to mind, but he closed. The way he closed it was outrageous. He closed like a 245 marathon. So shifting. One of the things that I was going to mention was uh, his, his dad. His dad ran like, he was right behind him. Unbelievable. <laughs> Big old Neil Kelly, like you know, I think he got the, the the FKT if it wasn't for Jason. So you know, not only a big kudos to Jason, but a, a kudos to 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 Father Kelly as well. It was a, a great shift he put in too. So um, so anyway, back on part. So let's yeah, back so on. I decided so against it, not for that reason, but just the logistics of it wasn't you know it wasn't going to be, uh, you know, first I didn't really feel hugely comfortable with it, and and secondly, uh, you know, I. I, I was just wanting to do something closer at home from, from my hometown. So what I decided to do, Tommy, was to run from Afford to West Hill, uh, which which kept me in the, the local authority. And um and, and you know, and and, and I went out on Sunday morning at what time? it was maybe six AM, but I decided eight AM and I got a long lie. Debbie was awful kind to me. So I I fueled up with my porridge, my pre-race meal, pre-race jitters, and uh and then I went off. I went, and one thing um, I didn't really know what I was going to do in terms of the pace. And you know what it's like. You know, you just go out some days, and some days you go out and you just feel good. And that was one of those days, Tommy. And and I went out, and I just started hitting six twenties, six thirties, and some of my mile splits in the first fifty k were low sixes. But I just felt really good, you know. You know, I just felt I'm just going to keep going and. I had my new, my new, uh, you know, Nike Zoom, not Alpha Flies, unfortunately, Nike Zooms, or, but the, the newest version of them. Saw that. Was, I was saw it in your picture, nice. and I wanted to say, so, the, the tempo next percent, that's a... 
I tell you what, the yeah, shock actually, uh, it's an illegal shoe, but we won't go. Are they? I think they're the illegal shoe. They're too big a but stack to race in. To be, to be fair, we don't know that on here. It didn't make a, didn't make a hell of a difference. That's for well, sure. I, know, but I, I thought it was really interesting because I've I've actually got a pair and I've I've only worn them a couple of times. But how did you how did you find them? Because they I, are. I didn't. I don't like them. Like really? I like them, but I actually like my older Zoom Fives better. They they feel more comfortable. They feel okay. quite um. They feel quite clunky. Uh, I thought that as well. I, I just felt like they just didn't all like you had some you had an air the air bubble and then you had the the different types of foam. You know, you look at the sole; it doesn't look like a shoe. It looks like a you know something that you would land on the moon with. Uh, and uh, yeah, it just it just didn't didn't do it for me. And and, and it's a nice shoe. Don't get me wrong; it is a nice shoe when you're running fast. I think they're good session shoes. But for a shoe that's um, that that you want to run ultras for. I didn't feel it made much of a difference. And maybe it's because, you know, your, your stride length's uh, shorter. You may be landing more midfoot, so you're not, you're not maybe as upright. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know. But, um, but anyway, getting back to my run. So I ran, you know, I, I tried to send some updates, which were terrible. I'm, I apologize in advance, folks. Uh, you know, there's nothing worse than a runner who takes a, sel- you know, a video selfie, especially me, you know, with bald head and ginger hair coming out <laughs> my, my face. You know, you know, so you're, you're, the cute little, you're the cute little buff on. True it's style. not exactly. That's the Kyle Gregg uniform, in my mind, is buff on the head. That's like your yeah. uniform. I, I don't often wear arm warmers, eh? That was a shock to, to me. Yeah. You know, I thought, a GB vest? Well, I'm not going to... It's like two degrees out there. <laughs> I was like, I'm not going out with just a vest. I'll freeze to death. Um, so I took on... You know, I had I had my, my Salmon race pack on, my race vest on. And all, off I went and uh, felt really good. I got to the crossroads towards, and you know, I went the back way um, towards Echt, a fantastic Tanduri, folks. If you ever get to go to Echt, yeah. we went there one time. We did, didn't we? yeah. Nice uh, great, great place. And then I just, you know, meandered my way into Den Echt estate, and I, I took a few wrong turns um, into some farm tracks. Didn't get shouted at, mind you. Uh, and, 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 and yeah, I just played around there for a while, and, and Logan and, and uh, you know, Mummy. Mummy Greg came out to, to to support me, and I just dropped my race vest there and ran up and down a, a few times, just a long stretch in the the state, mm, and yeah. it was it was brilliant. What? But one thing, I I, I said I, I said hello to a couple of folk, and they didn't say anything to me, and, and I was I've, I'm I'm on mile thirty five here, and you're not even going to say hello to me, you know? I couldn't believe it, and I, well, I could believe it, but some people just you know they stare at you like you've shot yourself. I had to I had to like. Have a look a few times just in case I did, you know. Uh, but but anyway, so I got to yeah, I got to 26 miles and I was about 248, 249 for the marathon. And I'm not gonna lie, you know, I I I wasn't I just I just because it wasn't a race, I just thought I'll just go as hard as I can until until uh, I find my red line and I find my red line pretty quickly, folks. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I got so when to, did you when, when did you find the red line then? Uh, probably yeah, just after the Strava, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just look at my Strava; you'll see where the red line is. Uh, and, and it did get a little bit warmer, but you know that you know when you started to find your red line when you, you, your R starts, uh, you know, not working as functional as it used to, uh, and that that happened pretty quickly. Um, and it you wasn't. Glute, I guess you you're meaning glutes, not guts, right? Glutes, yeah, 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 not guts, uh, glutes. You know, I don't really have too much uh, GI stress, but. Um, but yeah, one you know one thing I, I really did find is, and and it, 
you know, I don't even know. I just love to go out for a run, you know, like that, that was a perfect day, lovely conditions. I'm just going to go out for a run. I'm going to go fast. I'm going to go hard for a bit and I'll just see what happens. But then when, you know, you, you, you forget to think in the future, you know, and I had a fair contingency. I had enough fuel. I had enough water. Um, Debbie did supply me some more fuel, um, you know, uh, when she met me in Denecht. And, uh, and, and, and uh, yeah, it just, it just all went to pot, you know. And I was like, what am I doing? Two and a half hours left and I'm, I'm gone, you know. So the last two and a half hours wasn't pretty. I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to, it wasn't pretty to watch uh, for me, you know. As even you know, taking selfies or, or just chatting to me. I mean, I wasn't there. I was I was in great spirits. I knew I would finish the six hours, but it wasn't the way that you'd celebrate a, a solidarity run, you know, uh, by by going fast and then just trying to survive for two and a half hours. But I fully expected it, folks. You know, I'm I'm not gonna. I, I fully expected to do that because uh, I haven't done any long runs. You know, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm not, I'm not making excuses. I haven't done any longer runs in over two hours since the treadmill challenge, and 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 you know you know that's not going to end well as a, as a running coach. It's not going to end well. You know, it's practice what you preach. All right, I'll, I'll take that into consideration next time. But what I found, I was just so impressed that you went for it, and it became almost like you. I mean, to put you didn't have to put yourself into the hurt locker like that. You could have jogged it in four. You could have jogged <laughs> like forty k. In fact, we'll come to that when everyone comes on. I saw some like. Some, some, you know, when you look at some international results, some that are like not even covering marathon distance. Maybe they're in the hills, to be fair. Right, yeah. I'm joking a bit, but I was really impressed that you went for it. Put yourself in the hurt locker and, yeah, ballsy, man. Ballsy. Do you know what, though? No, one thing I, I learned, for, and I always learn something from a, a long run like that. You know, you learn a lot. You, you know, you learn a lot about yourself when, when you do things like this. You know, firstly, like, I learned that I'm a daft, you know, I'm, I'm daft as a brush by going out and just running hard and just knowing that it's going to happen. It's just, it's, I don't know. I, I can't describe it, but because you feel so good in an, in an, yeah, you feel so good in an ultra for the first, however many hours, like it, you, and you, you can bounce back quite often. Um, but, you know, when you're doing a marathon, you've only got one opportunity in a marathon mm. uh you know once your pace goes it goes whereas a mar- an ultra sometimes you can bounce back sometimes your fuel you know it's like at utmb you can have ups and downs and 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 really fast sections and but you know yeah it's all at a relative speed but the thing that really got me was just my, my i could breathe fine you know I, I wasn't out of breath or anything it was just my legs just couldn't go any faster um but what one thing i you know that really gave me a lot of hope and, and inspiration is the, the the lack of of ultra specific training i've been doing um to be able to run that long for you know even 50 60k plus but i was running like mid six thirty, you know low sixes for some sections of it whereas if i'm doing 100k or maybe uh, you know i probably wouldn't have gone that fast in the first 50k and 100k mm. i would have probably been able to continue the the pace at a metronomic kind of pace per mile or pace kilometer because you go around a track or you're going around a looped course whereas this it was up and down and hills i was turning point to point for a while you know when i was in the, the next estate you're dodging dogs and all those things and you know and, and then even like going further in the distance like that's something that i really want to try as a 24-hour race because i think i could you know you're, you're not going as fast you're going to be going slower but you just have to keep it ticking along, ticking along. I, I can, I can really, I, I really do enjoy that kind of running. 
and I can just switch off and really focus. Um, but anyway, it's uh, it, it gave me a lot of confidence knowing that yeah, so okay, I, I did suffer the last like two and a half hours, but I've I've definitely still got potential. Well, personally, I, I think mm-hmm. I've still got a little bit of potential in the the kind of oh, longer yeah. distances. So I think the yeah, fact was, you can you can casually run. No, I say casually, a little bit lighthearted. You know, obviously got hard in the end, but off not much training you can do. You can casually knock out eighty plus kilometers in six hours. You know, that's uh, that's amazing. And did you were you scared of the distance? I mean, you're how did as an ultra runner like you, you've obviously been that long and some quite a few times now. How does six hours? Because for me, if I'm going out for like a three hour run, like a long run, I'm like, oh god, that's quite a long time. For six hours now, is that? Does that daunt you, or do you, I mean, you knew you knew you were going to get round six hours. You're not going to have to bail. I think, uh, I think, I think, I think you get a little bit, you know, ner- you know, anxious and maybe a little bit nervous when, when it comes to something like that, regardless of your training level. But you know, when if I'm trained and I'm ready to go, you know, if I've done longer runs, in your, you, you know, you're ready. I think it's different. But this time, I, I kind of knew that I was, I wasn't ready. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> I, knew, I knew it wasn't going to end well. And that does give you a little bit of anxiety because, you know, you just look at the state of some people at the end of races and runs. But, but at the same time, I was, I knew that it wasn't a race and I knew that I could just go and run and then just, slow, you know, I, and I and saw Logan and I stopped and played with him for a bit, you know, in Denek, the state and, you know, off I went again and, and just kept going. So like, you know, you've got an element of, of competitiveness but the competitiveness isn't against anyone else other than myself. It's just against me. You know, it's just me. Uh, okay. So I'm competing against my own, not demons, but what I want to get from it. And what I wanted to get from it was find out where your red line is, uh, you know, see where you're at. You, you might not get a race. This, I might not get another race this year. That might be it. That might be my kind of only run. Mm-hmm. If I've got a, a second baby, you know, I've got a second baby on oh, the way yeah. and, uh, and and who knows what will happen with lockdown? Like there might not be that many opportunities for for me. So in in a way, I was just like, oh, I'll just treat it as a good effort. You know, be kind of happy that you've you've put in a good shift. And if you're lumping a few days after, you know, just eat all the foods, and it'll, it'll all go away eventually. You know. So, what so did you? So on Sunday morning, when you're lacing that, what what number did you have in mind then? Uh you must I, did, be, I mean, you must have had, and I mean, if if, if someone said to you, think, oh, oh you're going to run 40k, you'd have been disappointed. So I think, uh, I think I was just like average seven minute. Like, if my overall average was about seven minute mile, I'd be happy with that. Okay. Uh, I think it was kind of bang on, but like again, like it was a tale of two halves. I was like, I was, I was six, you know, I was six, six ish, low sixes, mid sixes, the first half, and then the second half, I was in the seven and a half to eights, you know. Like <laughs> that's just yeah, there was some slow runs, some slow miles in the end. That must be you know, like folks, run. like that's not look at my Strava, and that's the way you do not run a, an ultra, okay? Like Coach Kyle tells you not this is this is a how to run an ultra, this is how not to run an ultra. So I have to find another comparison of how to. Uh maybe maybe some of the that the the ultra the, the top ultra runners uh they can tell you how to run their these ultras, and they they probably all ran theirs very well, no doubt. Um, so we'll hear we'll hear from them in a, a you know 10 15 minutes anyway, that's for sure. Yeah, there's, I've got a bunch of questions I keep wanting to ask you, but I'm actually quite keen to ask the group, so I'm, I'm trying to keep it to you. <laughs> like, give, you my give me a break, Tom. I need a break here. <laughs> that's, 
Yeah. So apart from the apart from a black gold, then how does the recovery from a six-hour run look for you? It's looking quite good, you know. Like, uh, you know, I've been eating quite a lot of food. I'm ravenous today, folks. Like, I've been eating. The, we <laughs> this is this great timing. It was Debbie's birthday weekend uh, on the Saturday, and you know, I, again, kudos to Debbie for letting me out during her birthday weekend for six hours. That was uh, it's awful kind of her, <laughs> but you know, it was it was a good day out for her and Logan, and uh, you know, she met one met one of her friends Nicole as well, and uh, at the nest for a wee walk. So it was uh, yeah, it was it was good fun. It was really good. But you know, on the Friday, uh, she went to Costco and got like. You know, a massive bag of bagels, uh, American bagels. Uh, we, we had a massive bag of brownies, brownie, brownie, uh, what do you call it? Brownie, yeah, brownies. Brownies. I think the surname of it. Um, and then... Uh, I didn't know had a first-hand surname. <laughs> I was like, brownie cake. And this is what happens when you run an ultra too. You, you, chocolate you, brownies. You, yeah, chocolate brownies. That's the first name, chocolate surname brownie. Mr. Like a mere to Mr. Brownie, please. <laughs> Uh, and and Mr. Carrot Cake as well. We had a, yeah. a you know a few slices of that. Um, so yeah, it was you know, and that was it. We went to a Boyne on the Saturday. FYI, hottest place in the UK on the Saturday. So it was a yeah, great microclimate that place. Oh, it is a, a great wee warm up on the field there. Doing my, I was doing my strides because Debbie's thirty three, so I did thirty three strides um, with twenty seven nice. seconds recovery. So one every minute. So nice. that was good. Uh, so yeah. Anyway, uh, what was the question again? Was that the answer? The, the recovery. Well, yeah, you pretty much answered it. So basically, you you recover by eating just some eating uh, food, yeah, brownies. Yeah, and yeah. Yeah. It's not just and I, I, you know, seriously though, I, I do try and take in a little bit more protein uh, and also a little bit more, you know, a lot more fluids as well during the next kind of couple of days, especially when you've ran such a distance as well and. Uh, one other important thing, and in, in, in fact, uh, Joe Krzyzewski, she said this to me, you know, make sure the following day you get out for a good walk, you keep moving your legs, keep moving your body, flush out everything and, uh, you know, do that for the next kind of few days. And it takes a, it, it'll take a huge uh, effect on your body. And that's where it's important just to gradually, um, yeah, just gradually get get things moving again in, in a kind of um, in a sustainable way, you know, so. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I think that that's probably my answer to the the recovery side of things, Tom. Off the cuff. Yeah. Very good. Any other questions? No, I'm saving them all now, mate. I'm saving them for <laughs> like, the, uh, the remainder. I, I can't take you seriously with those those arms coming out your ears. Uh, right, 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 Webb's arms. Bit, so it looks like it's my arm. Is that, is that better? <laughs> nah, you've got bigger guns than he has. Well, yeah. I'm <laughs> slower than him, unfortunately. I'm gonna have to take a picture of this. It's uh, it's too funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, no, that's good. That's anyway. very. I think that's. I'm really. I'm. I thought. Yeah, I was really. I was. I was impressed. And it, as an event, it intrigues me though, because I, there was a fair bit of coverage from my year over the weekend, the International Association of Ultra Runners. But actually, I didn't see. I I struggled to get a feeling of. And again, this is maybe me as a road runner. I know that, with uh, we talked about this with James Stewart actually. This sort of the difference in mentality on this sort of more track and road versus ultra. I'm looking around for a results sheet. I'm looking <laughs> to see how far have the Germans gone. How far did the Americans get? Are we yeah, beating them? Yeah. Are we, you know, we put it to Jerry again, but no, actually, um, I couldn't find any results or anything. And it seems to be just great work, guys. You've all been out for six hours, which is, think, like, is that the spirit? Yeah. I think that's the spirit, you know, is, is because it's, as it's a run, it's, it's not, it's an unranked event. And they, they are, um, we are going to be uploading 
I think that's the idea is to upload your results on a, you know, to the IAU and then they'll form some sort of like results sheet. Uh, some of the guys who, who did it last year might might have a better idea than I do. But but yeah, I, I think it, it really it's more the spirit of of running together uh, apart, but but also you know just celebrating the joy of running in in like in in, in various formats and 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 just yeah just going and doing your own thing and and almost giving people a bit of hope and a bit of motivation to to go on and do bigger thing bigger and better things in in the near future hopefully. So yeah, yeah. bravo. So, so we've. I was going to say, just for the five minutes we've got before these guys, the rest of your teammates jump in, one thing we talked about a little bit there, which I think is, since we're, we seem to be on ultra corner right now, it's a good time to talk about it, is just to jump back on the, the FKT from Jason. Now, it's really, so it's really interesting time because I've just finished, actually, uh, last weekend, I finished uh, Ali Beaven's book, which I oh, did, did you read thoroughly, it? Yeah. thoroughly enjoyed it, mate. Yeah. Really good. I thought it was really good. I really enjoyed listeners who, who heard Ali on here. If you haven't read the book, Please, honestly, give it a listen. I really enjoyed it. The chapters on, on Donny are particularly, you know, amazing. But even the, even the, I was, the jog was really interesting to me. Like that, you know, as, when I think ultra trail and FKT, I instantly think of people putting out ridiculous, you know, climbing stats and all that. And the jog, don't get me wrong, it's not just flat, but then to hear the stories of Dan running up the side of the A9. I mean, that's, <laughs> you know, and, and that, the, how he starts to blank out the, the, you know, Ali noticed the car noise and he's just, after two days, he's just like oblivious to the fact. I think Carlo Molinari said the same. It's, I find it really interesting to hear about these stories. So listeners, if you've not read it, uh, Broken by Ali Beaven, it's definitely worth a, a procurement from your local bookshop. But on the subject of FKTs then, so fastest known time, uh, our club mate, our mate, local lad, Jason Kelly has run the, as we mentioned just before, the ball, sorry, I beg your pardon. Yeah, Braemar to... Oh, is it Ballater? Sorry. Ballater, I'm talking about my... Uh, Ballater to... Ballater to Duthie Park. Duthie Park, that's right, yeah. 70, point, 70 kilometres, and Jason ran, ran that in 4.45, which is 4.04 per kilometre. I'm a metric man now, so I couldn't tell you what that what is in saying? miles. It's about 6.30s, maybe? <laughs> Everyone's listening to this going, no idea what that is in miles. Except the French <laughs> and Chris Richardson, who are all... I know they're all metric people. Um, and I look at it, and okay, it's, as many people have tongue-in-cheek said to him, lol it's a downhill route which it technically is but it's uh it's amazing his execution you know jason started out running pretty consistently 416s 410s 420s right through the first sort of um where does he get to like 25k i mean maybe beyond that actually about 40k and then he just cranks it and he's closing like 330s three or 340s shall we say 340s 330s in the last four kilometers he's at 330 minute k's which is about 540 ish, I think. 540-ish, I think. So minute miles. Yeah. So I mean, amazing that he's able to raise it. And there's some interesting videos on social media. If you if you keep if you ever look up Jason Kelly himself or um, Chris Cowley. So that is the the fastest known time for that uh, route, um, which is really good. And Jason he has picked it on a, a good day by the looks of it weather wise. Um, so he was supported. So he was supported by by a, me- a number of people. His dad, so Neil, as Kyle mentioned, went for the uh, unsupported record, um, and I understand that he's had he's since had that turned down because he's because uh, technically there were spectators, and apparently within the rules of FKT, unsupported means no spectators. I guess that's just so that you have a real risk yourself of not um, 
well, I don't know, obviously, of, you know, something you've got a safety net essentially, which is a bit, I think, is very harsh on Neil because it's a incredible run. I'm just bringing him yeah. up now. So he was 5:22 for the 70 kilometers, which is, I don't know how old Neil is, but that is really impressive, absolutely impressive. You know, I mean, 435 per kilometer. Was, was he what 4:45? So half an hour. He it's was not that much, really. Four forty-five. Yeah, you're right. Four thirty-five minutes. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Well, that's um, it. You know, whatever's whatever the Kellys are getting for for fuel, I want some of that. And you know what? <laughs> to be fair, I know absolutely. Like I don't care if it comes in a bowl or it comes in a needle. <laughs> um, maybe it's maybe it's the wrong. That's not a slander. Uh, Jason, we're joking. Jason knows the ins and outs of the the the, the shoes in in the store. Eh? The shoes and the gear, their apparel. Who knows? Eh? I see Jason right. in a pair of, I think he had a pair of next percents on, but then I think Jason wears next percents to bed these days. Um, <laughs> but actually, um, his dad, Neil, I think Neil listens occasionally. And another, you know, Neil's runs amazing. Neil's closing, Neil's average, and it's always interesting to look at the average pace versus the last few kilometers. So Neil's average pace was 435 per kilometer. And if I read off his last five, 432, 430, 429, 430, 425. So, Another one. I mean, those boys, the Kelly boys, know how to close a. They know how to close a, an ultra run. So yeah. Oh, they, well, well, there you go. We we had uh, you know, uh, J- Jason's uh, Jason and Neil. They're big fans of the Muddy Way ultras as well. So you know, hopefully we see them in one of the races. Uh, hopefully the Coastal Trail one in June if it goes ahead. So yeah. Although the one thing I'm going to call out Jason a wee bit on is, so they're both in Vaporflies, which is great. Very cute matching <laughs> Vaporflies. But I, actually, thought, I thought Jason just ran in shoot their socks. <laughs> so just, yeah, just a picture of him in socks, yeah. But I think uh, the one thing that I'm, uh, I'm going to call him out on, he's celebrating them with a kind of tenants. Come on, Jason. That's, uh, you're better than that, lad. That's <laughs> expect higher, a higher standard of beer for, uh, for, tenants, such, an, yeah. for such an achievement. <laughs> nice i was uh you know and no you know big kudos to to them both as well the the day the conditions were great i was actually on the line um and i was doing a wee couple of reps down there and it was i did i saw them on the way to the butt you know to the highland bakehouse i was getting my batteries eh? <laughs> while they're running 40 odd miles and i'm getting my batteries but uh yeah it was a good you know a nice no that was i don't it was a it was a good tailie that's for sure anyway but it's you know if, if anyone's going to attack it, make sure you get a taily as well because that's, that's a record that might not might not you know might be there for a while if uh, if races come back anyway. I think it will be there a while. I mean, joking aside, it's that's you, there's only a certain caliber of athlete who'll touch that now. That's that's for sure. So, but that that's yeah. the thing though about these these FKTs and things. You know, once uh, races back, you know, will will people want to do more FKTs? I, I don't know. You know, not people sure. always want to do a race. Uh, you know, I've, I, you know, one of the FKTs that I've got, what I want to, well, I, not FKTs, but I love to do the West Highland Way, and you know, with the race races not going ahead this potential this year and the uncertainty of it all, I'd love just to go and run it and just see what time I could run, because um, obviously you know the, the, the time trial in the West Highland Way, blimey. I would I mean, I wouldn't go for the, you know, the IFKT from Rob, like uh, the course records, just, you know, that's going to be, un, I think, that is, yeah, yeah. untouchable, but uh, for a while anyway. But do you know what? Yeah, I'd like to do something like that potentially. That'd be interesting how you do that. Because one thing I find interesting in, in, in Ali's book is that one of my favorite lines is when he said, you know, that the that um, Donnie has created the problem that the, the Scottish mountaineers, Scottish hill runners didn't know existed. 
the calendar month Monroe round, self-propelled. So, I mean, 31, what was he, 31 days and 50-odd hours. So, now, yeah. so clearly that's on, that's, and it, you know, the book talks about how the, spoilers if you've not read it, although you know what's happened. Um, the record went in 2000, 2010, now 2020. So if you, if you were to say in 2030, Monroe round record goes and the current crop of athletes, he talks about the likes of Sasha Cheplin, it'll be amazing. I mean, I'm like, we're not going to put that pressure on these guys instantly, but someone surely that's that's the next step i mean donnie's round was not flawless it was amazing but when you look at you know a couple of minor things that you he maybe his plan was adjusted on the fly which is probably one of the reasons it was successful but also it just indicates that there's there is probably a room a margin for improvement and there's also an interesting stat about the percentage of time running as well is the same for the previous two records i think anyway yeah. Yeah. I'm rambling. I should get the bell out. So what? But what we're what we while we've been rambling, we've now got a waiting room full of guests. So I'm just oh. going to bring our three guests in now. Fantastic! Exciting. So, uh, what are you? Are you chairing this? Are you? I am. <laughs> yes. We'll get, I'll, I'll set out some ground rules once everyone's <laughs> everyone's all in. Nice. <laughs> Hello. Right. So, well, right. So, firstly, thank you for jumping on the TRS. So how this is going to go? So, we're going to. Um, I'm going to. I'm going to just chair this. As a, I'm, I'm delighted as as a super fan now. I'm just sat. I'm here with the, ready for uh, chairing this fantastic group of athletes. So, what, what we'll do is we'll, we'll go around one by one and we'll in, introduce yourself, uh, and then we'll have a bit of an open discussion about your solidarity run. So, Joe, do you want to start? Oof, in the hot seat. Um, yeah, so I, well, I was going to go to Lawrence Hill Academy in Alloa, but the track was shut. The eight-foot gates were up, so in avoidance of getting locked up, I decided to change the venue. So I went to Stirling Uni, um, okay. jumped on there, had the pleasure of meeting Lindsay Sharp, who was doing a training session, which was awesome. Nice. Um, yeah, pretty cool. She was a bit faster than me. <laughs> um, so yeah, just jumped on there, did my uh, six hours, I had a crew, treated it like a race, um, pretty much set off at a pace that I hoped to maintain and had a buddy running with me for the first two hours and then I had um, another pal for three hours and then the last hour I had um, my friend Iona jumped in for an hour, she did two laps on, one lap off to keep up with me because I was picking up the pace a little bit. Um, but yeah, delighted. Forty nine miles better than nice. I did last year. So pretty tough. Just good to see where you're at because I've not really done any racing like the rest of us for the last year. So yeah, pretty pretty tough for that. That's uh, that's oh, it's it's amazing. I'm I'm looking forward to asking you all about a wee bit about how you how you approach that with that races. Who is next? Grant, do you want to go next? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I just had to run upstairs because my wife was doing the dishes really loudly. So I thought I'd uh, um, run upstairs and find a quieter room. Yeah, so I did the solidarity thing. I'm sort of training for the Centurion Track 100 Miler in about the end of April. At least I'm hoping to do it because whether I'll be able to travel to it or not. So I thought jumping into the track solidarity thing to do a six hour training run would be a great idea. Nice. Yeah, it's really just a, a good excuse to do a, a hard, hard training run, really. And really, I'm also a big hypocrite because I'm also been quite against virtual races, but then <laughs> suddenly when the 
GB best involved. I'm like, hey, I'm in. I'll do it. <laughs> I'll do the virtual race. So yeah, I'm quite uh, quite right. Sorry, Dave Andrews is dropping and coming and going like uh, nobody's business here. Who's next? <laughs> Sam, do you want to go next? Hi. Um, it's very similar actually to Grant. Um, I'm doing the hundred mile track as well, and I do like a little bit of track. I'll be honest with you. Um, it's mainly for safety. Um, where I live in a village, it's like playing Skittles with human beings at the moment, all deciding that they want to fit their running at the same time or walk when I'm trying to run. <laughs> so I end up running into traffic. Um, I'd already planned out when um, Robbie had mentioned about the opportunity to be able to do the solidarity. Being a hypocrite myself, I've done very few virtual races, but put my hand in the game because I figured it's good to get a training run. I was planning to do a six hour why not do it as part of a virtual event um and i'd already decided to go to the track in marlow in buckinghamshire where i used to live um knowing who had run it it was with circo so i asked for permission and because i used my gb status which is really naughty bravo, bravo. <laughs> it had to be done i could set up my aid station no one bothered me i ran in lane nine which doesn't exist by the way but i call it lane line it's about the only one that's not worn away where all the sprinters are on and um like with uh majority of the guys actually i did quite he heavy um 49.5 and um norman came down to watch my coach at a distance and he said go on crack out another couple of laps i want you to get to 50 so i carried on <laughs> nice nice that's a that's a that's some good motivation another track that's an interesting so track heavy mr welcome back to trs mr rob turner how did what how did you get on uh, hi guys, how are you doing? Uh, not too bad. Um, we had a we had a plan of trying to organise a, a track event. Actually, um, that was the intention. Once I found out about this event, we were saying we're going to put a track on track event on and invite all the resident Scots to come along and have a crack at six hours. But COVID, COVID unfortunately put paid to that, and we had to cancel it at the, almost at the last minute. Um, luckily, all the guys that were involved had. Um, plan B's in place so um, but my plan B was actually to go to the track as well but unlike Sam they said no bugger off so uh, they wouldn't open the track oh, for me and it meant bringing people in or furlough and things like that it was fine I'm not it's not a problem but um, so I instead uh, decided to run down the East Lothian coast um, oh, wow. all on trail so part of the John Muir Way um, oh, yeah. and then uh, adding on about 10 miles or so at the end of that to take me to Coburn's Path, which is the end of the Southern Upland Way. Um, so it was probably just along down East Lothian coast. It was beautiful. Uh, great day for it. Sun on my back. Got a Scottish tan. Uh, that's that's just burnt, basically. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, it was a lovely, lovely day out. Six hours. I think I covered about 75 kilometres, something like that. But nice. nice and easy. Yeah, it was good. That's a cool route. That's a that is a cool route. So from one point to point, next one up, Mr. Dave Andrews. Now all, all good. My my plan A was the same as Rob's. Travel down to Edinburgh and uh, hit the track, but after it failed, uh, Duffy Park, one kilometer, one meter incline, one one kilometer to the toilets, one kilometer of food, everything sorted. So yeah, I just went down nine o'clock, went for a six-hour jog. As you do. That's yeah. A, Excellent. And Ollie? Yeah, so I did mine in um, Fishy Park. So I'm, I'm quite lucky. I'm, I've got about three miles down, down the road from Fishy Park in southwest London. Um, so 
only real obstacle was was beer um, until probably about 10 o'clock when all the crowds started turning up. So I started at 6.30 a.m. on, on Sunday, um, which is lovely. And then just progressively more and more kids and more and more tricycles and all the rest of it. Um, so the nice thing is it's quite a big park. So you can do lots of weird and wonderful shapes um, and keep the laps quite varied um, and got quite a few people coming along just to do, you know, hour, hour, two hour stints. Um, so it worked beautifully, actually worked really well. And um, obviously so blessed with the weather yesterday. It was lovely, wasn't it? So 51.3 miles in the end. Um, nice. And today it was my second, well, having a second sort of virtual GB um, outing. So uh, definitely nice. things where I thought, you know, once the opportunity was there, of course I was going to. Quite right. No, I mean amazing. I mean, what and one thing I'm so one thing I'm interested to get from you guys is, as you know, you're all you know well seasoned ultra runners. Many of you, are, you know, 24 hour plus event runners. How so? How did you plan an event like this? So you go into like uh, it's just Kyle's just told told me and the listeners all about his run until I run hard, uh, run until I can't type strategy. How do you how do you approach a six hour event when you've maybe not been in I don't know how your training is going and whether you are focusing on for an event that's coming up. How did you, how do you approach an event like this in terms of, uh, you have a, a goal in mind? Do you have is that a strand, a planned strategy? How did you, how did you prepare for that six hour event? Anyone in particular? For me, it was just, I felt a bit race rusty for like having had no races for the last year or so before I got into the 100 miler, I just wanted to have that practice of sort of having had a wee taper week, I had a wee, you know, your proper build up, your race day build up, doing all your prep. And that all felt really new again. So it was just, I felt really good sort of having that sort of going through the whole routine of like having a race, even though it is just a virtual event, it doesn't really count for anything. It really felt really good to sort of have, go through that whole practice routine. Um, and then in terms of pacing it, um, I was just really looking at um, getting locked into a bit faster than my 100 mile pace and just trying to sort of um, pace it steadily, which I, I actually didn't on the day. I actually really tailed off towards the end, mainly because, um, yeah, I had some epic stomach problems towards the end and uh, severe lack of toilet facilities. So there was um, some, some big panics trying to find somewhere to do my world of poo towards the fire alarm. <laughs> <laughs> which which I think is kind of kind of karma for me because um I've I've been dining out on the story of um being lapped by Camille Heron at the World Championships shortly after she'd shat herself so I think this is karma for me this is yeah so I I had some big big problems in the six hour at the weekend so um, that, Ron, if it's any consolation when I went and did the comrades um Chrissy Wellington was crapping herself by the side of the road and I felt so sorry for her to sort of kind of cover her up. We've all been there. Yeah, it's ha happened to the best of us, yeah. <laughs> it's part of the reason, reason why I chose the track, Tom, because I asked for permission. You can't just sneak on for six hours and most tracks are closed and people have been hopping on. In fact, a few people did actually come to the track while I was there and they asked, is it OK? And I said, of course, I'd rather you be training here and not going to the toilet in the bushes because I've had to do that on many races. And um, when you obviously do long distance along the Centurion races or by the riverfront, you can dip into a bush. But um, some of the other tracks near me don't have that option and they've closed all the toilets as well. And the last thing you want to do is keep looking around, going to the toilet. And I'm typical of Penelope Pitstop is my name when I was um, I go running with people because I look at bushes 
And on every run that I then do, once I've been to the toilet once there, it always becomes an issue. It's like a complex. So I have to go for a wee in that bush. So, so I decided all the lights around the track, if any of you have seen the drone picture, all of those were my duck down and hide wee. And then I'd go, at the, when I finished, I went and picked up all my tissue paper. <laughs> wow, that's, that's fantastic. You can come back, by the way. This is like TRS Gold is... Is, uh, toilet <laughs> stories on, on the trail. I, I love that it's ten minutes in and it's descended into toilet <laughs> chat already. It's always about poo. So <laughs> and I, toilet I would, talk. Last the question. Those obviously don't run ultras need to know. Then, so six hours. Are you? Do you go into that thinking I'm going to have to use? I mean, the toilet must be inevitable in a six-hour. No, no, not at all. No, no. Really? Ideally, right. not. No, I'd like. I, sorry, I'm going to dominate the poo chat. This is my subject. And <laughs> mine. Uh, <laughs> but um, my when when I did uh, when I got my GB qualifier at Barcelona when I did 252 kilometers, the most thing, the biggest thing I was proud of about that race was not the distance, is it was the fact it was a zero jobby race. And I think that's what. <laughs> yeah, I'm so so proud of that, and I think I think that that's what. In all seriousness, that's why I had a good run. Is like my stomach was just completely solid that day, oh, okay. and I think if you can get that right, it is so important, um, and you'll have a good good run. So I think it's it's, it's why we as ultra runners are always talking about it because it is actually like the probably the most important thing. Stress, stress. I think a lot of the time, certainly for me. Um, I had like pizza the day before, but I don't put anything on it. I'm vegan anyway, but I don't touch certain foods. There's They call it the FODMAP. So anything that I feel that are going to make my bowels react, I'll make sure in the morning that I have a cup of tea, which is like a diuretic porridge, the most bland food. And for the first time in a long while, because nutrition is a big problem for me in long races, I actually took gels. And I had the Hummer ones that are all natural. They're like baby food. Because like with you, Grant, I have so many problems with my stomach. And I do worry about getting the, the runner's trots. Um, but I, I didn't need it once during the whole six hours. The only thing I did need is my Penelope pit stop. <laughs> <laughs> one, one thing I, I was going to ask was, right, this is maybe a question for the, for the lads. But since you're all here and you're top runners, is any, like, when you go for a piss, right, now... <laughs> Uh, do, can you can you run and piss at the same time? Because I tried to do that last yesterday, and, I, I, and there was no one about, so I thought I'll try and run and piss at the same time. Yeah, can't I do it. Can't I do it. Out, Kyle. What's I've that? Many things, so I just can't get it out. <laughs> yeah. I have a bit of a fight with myself about it. Depends where you are, Kyle. Duffy Park, you'd probably get arrested, man. <laughs> uh, you better not do it Duffy Park, Dave. Eh? <laughs> What about you, Grant? You you seem to be the you know the execution expert here. I think I think for that you need to uh, think about your shorts carefully. So with the G, the GB kit, they give you two pairs of shorts. The split short shorts, you could definitely pee on the go because there's there's nothing to them. But they do those ones with the undershorts that are compression. And if you pee them, you're just going to be sitting in it for the next few hours. That's just not going to be pleasant at all. Mm. So, yeah, I think if you're planning to pee on the move, split short shorts is the way forward. That'd be my tip. Well, well there you go. But anyway, I, I just can't pee while running. It's uh, it's a fact. And I you run think... you run too fast, Kel. You want to be like yeah. a, a slow 24-hour runner and you'll be fine. <laughs> I, did enjoy, uh, I did enjoy your Strava day when there was a... There was a clear... So Dave, having done like a lot of you on track, it's a, a, sim a simple circle... The problem is that doesn't hide when you clearly made an exit for the toilet. There's like a, a rogue line out to the bushes. Yeah, it's all right when it's actually going to the toilet, but when it is going into the bushes. Uh, 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 yeah, I love it. Well, Dave, Dave, 
you know, we, we've been, you know, no disrespect to anyone else on here. We've had Rob on, you know, we haven't had Grant on or any of you guys yet, but we've, since episode number one, we've said, old man Dave needs to come on. And here he is. We've got, yeah. <laughs> we've got Dave, you know, unfortunately not your own little show, but, uh, but, you know, nonetheless, it's, it's great to have you on. Now, when, when I was, you know, I'm just going back to me here, you know, I've had my own wee, wee half an hour, but, uh, but Dave, when, when, you know, it wasn't a race yesterday for me. It was for the first 50k, and then I just, like, I was dying for the rest of it. But I just remember looking, and I think you ran uh, 50 miles or so, was it? You did 50 miles or 40? And, and all I could think of is that, right, I'm just going to run past Dave's time. But what I, you know, it was, and that's not, you know, that's me being a little bit competitive, but boy, oh boy, I am feeling it today. Um, I'm, I don't know about the rest of you guys, but, I'm a mess, eh? Like, you know, I, I don't think that was the whole point of yesterday and the, the weekend. <laughs> I think it was just to, you know, run, not race it. But but the, the question I've got for some of you, and well, in fact, all of you is, how are you all feeling today? Like, you know, how are you feeling fine? Are you feeling... <laughs> Everyone's nodding their head. Nice, Jesus. What about you, Joe? How are you feeling? Oh, I'm not going to lie, I'm in absolute bits today. Ah, yeah. <laughs> it was a proper race for me yesterday <laughs> because I've not raced. I wanted to see where I was at. So yeah, okay. uh-huh. I'm not joking. I was all out yesterday. Yeah. Nice. Well, and, you, and you ran just a, you, you ran about 50 miles, were you, Joe? Yeah, four, 49. So really? oh, I, to be honest, oh. it was what I'd kind of aimed for, achieved it. And yeah, I was. I was racing yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> that was yeah. a job for me. How yeah. did you plan your pacing? I mean, we'll come back to Dave because I really, I was really intrigued yeah. by some of the snapshots on yours day. But Joe, how did you, how do you plan out a pacing of that then for six hours? Um, well, because I'd done it last August and I was, I was maybe just over the seven thirty pace. So I thought this time I think I'm a bit fitter. I've lockdowns not overly affected my motivation. I've kind of still kept up with the training and stuff. So I. I thought maybe 7.20 pace and I was sitting about the 7.16 for the first two hours, dropped maybe a little bit in the mid two hours and then picked up in the last 40 minutes, sub seven minute mile in. So yeah, I I like to try and do a pickup at the end. Um, And when somebody says you're not going to meet your target, I was like, yes, I am. (laughs) So I did a big pickup at the end and Yeah. yeah, just tried to set about the 720s and that was ended up 721 so nice tough for that that's brilliant very well executed one and so and and so dave i was you know as i said i was interested to see that you you had quite a an interesting strategy in terms of how you how you executed with an rlf at the end so how, maybe talk us through how, how was that how does that come about it worked last it worked last August quite well. The plans to go out on my hundred K pace, so train for that there. Then every four kilometers put in a faster kilometer, just uh, because it's obviously not, not as long, but it kind of balls up at the weekend and kind of hit a hit a flat in between here, just with talking to people and getting a bit excited. So it, it didn't come it didn't uh, do what I wanted to do. But yeah, it's all around the Anglo County plate. Need to call qualify for Northern Ireland. I was hoping to do a decent time at the weekend so I don't have to try and find another 100k race between now and the end of the year because it's when horrendous. Is, when is that plate, the Anglo Celtic plate? 20, 21st of August. So there's a race in Down Royal Race course back in Northern Ireland in May, but just the way things are going, I can't guarantee to get across. So I was hoping to get something decent at the weekend just to say, well, 
I haven't done one of your races, but I've done this. So, okay. but the plan was, yeah, 100, 100, the 100k pace, I think, was 440 or something kilometers. Then every kilometer just up at a wee bit. Nice. Then, like you say, run do you die for the last 15? Only I died die. for the last 15. <laughs> Not <Nice>. much running. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's amazing. Did anyone else have a, like, you're not a shocker, but did anyone else, anyone else struggle? Ollie, how was your run? Did... Well, at the end, there was, I mean, I think you always do six hours, don't you? Like, well, I say that, so Joe would go pick up, but um, most of us think struggle uh, towards the end of it. I think almost anything where you've got a target, whether it's 12 hours or six hours or whatever, three hours, towards the end, you think, oh, I'm nearly there. And you sort of, you start to almost wheel them off somehow. I, I, I quite know why, mentally, I think it's harder almost in some ways to, keep it in there that last bit so um my knee was going as well my knee started um playing up a little bit so um, just just patella but um but yeah so you know so the last few months for me were a little bit slower but um also once you got the goal in mind and i was always about 50 miles that was kind of my target i, I set my watch on six hours 50 miles so if, as long as i hit that that's job done um, and obviously that kind of started coming inside. I thought I could, I could walk it from here. And, you know, and that starts playing and think, oh, I could, I could just literally just kind of pick and step. And, you know, you start kind of going in that kind of direction with things, which isn't healthy at all. It's, you know, not helpful for, for keeping it going, uh, you know. Yeah. yeah. Oh, what about nutrition? How did you, um, let me start with you, Ollie, since you're, you're on already. How, was, how, how did you plan mm. your nutrition over the six hours? Well, it's the thing. So I'm, I'm very much from a marathon kind of background or really from a, 10k half marathon kind of background rather than these guys have been doing the ultras for years um so so i'm i'm kind of someone who doesn't really tend to use much nutrition you know in training at all and it's all about just just um just trial and error frankly um so i i had a few bars had would have um three energy bars in the end and um what three 500 milliliters of um um active route um in a sort of yeah sports drink but um and just kind of took it on Thankfully, good doing like two mile roughly loops. I could sort of dodge it a bit from that, and 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 sort of just a bit play by by feel and 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 what was going on. But um, no, so not much of a plan. Not not textbook at all. <laughs> but um, yeah, something to learn from definitely. And what about you, Rob? How how did you how did you feel for the feel for it? Yeah, I was okay. I'm. Um... Feel quite good. I think the lead up to it, we're talking about lead ups there. I think uh, Paul Giblin sorted out my training for four weeks after we found out um, that we were in the team. Um, I felt really good, actually. We were, I mean, I was planning on, we were planning on doing a fast six-hour race, essentially. So that's what I was gearing towards. Um, and I was in pretty good shape, really good shape. Um, all the numbers looked pretty good. Um, so, yeah, but it turned out that I just had a, an SV saunter down, down East Lothian coastline rather than having any kind of race. So I'm actually recovered pretty well from it. It's just like a long Saturday run for me. You just um, rub it in, Robbie. Come on. As Joe and I are dying for black gold, yeah. <laughs> that, that's so interesting. You've, you've touched on there about the six hours of being, you know, for you, it's just a long Saturday run. For those of you who are 24-hour athletes, and I think most of you, I mean, is that, does is six hours? Is it such a? Is it like is, I asked Cal this before? Is that daunting still? I know you. I know there's the effort. You're still gonna go, but it's still like, is there a? Is it? How do you? How do you find the mentally the six hours now that when you're when you're veterans of such longer distances and times? I think it's just I, I kind of just normalize it now. I try not to pick it up too much. Where when we first started doing longer runs, I hated it. 
But once you kind of normalize it and know it's a six, just six hours out, not worrying about speed, just thinking about fueling and hydrating. Mm. Talking about the guy who runs three times a day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think your brain kind of just adjusts to what you're doing. Like if you tell your brain you're just going out for a one hour run, the last five minutes goes really hard. If you tell your brain you're going out for a six hour run, the last hour is really hard. And the you know, twenty four hours when you're like, Well, oh, it's fine and it'll get hard in the last couple of hours. I think I think your brain just adapts to whatever you tell it you're going to do. And just yeah, you just accept. I think most people Sounds break like it down. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm still, I'm still not. I'm, yeah. Sorry, Sam. <laughs> no, I was going to say. I think you tend to break it down. Um, if you've run longer, I know. For me, the most daunting distance is actually a hundred k. Um, I find out of all the runs that I've done, including a hundred and twenty-four hour, the one that gets me every time is a hundred k. And Rob will know this because we both run together in uh, Croatia and. The reason for that is it's still a very blistering pace. So for me, the six hour, um, I didn't run flat out because I couldn't, I've got this 100, 100 mile in a few weeks, but I haven't ever done sort of six hours, but I have run seven hours 53 for 100K. And I look back at how I felt after the 100K every time. Awful, absolutely awful. I've had um, hypothermia. Um, I had glandular fever when I didn't finish in Patrington. So it's one of those nasty distances that's there to go and challenge me. But yet put it into the six hour and you don't say the word 100K because I know it's still a few more miles, but you're only looking at 12 more miles that I needed to run. It, it's that numbers game. As soon as you go from distance and turn it to a time, what I deliberately did on the track, I turned it to six hours to go down rather than looking at the watch and thinking, oh, mm. one more mile done, two more miles done. I played that psychological game and I'm sure we all do it. And after about four laps of the track, I'd forgotten how many I'd run. So that's another reason to run on the track. You don't have to think about where you're going. Um, you can focus on just getting over distances. So once I got to half marathon, I thought, brilliant, that's easy. Why do I even complain about that? Then it got to the marathon, I thought, Oh, that's just my warm-up distance. This, this is funny that some people can't even tackle that. Then I got to um, the 50k. I know what it's like to run because that's like running a marathon, but a few more miles and it's painful. So as soon as I started knocking them down, for me, I, I don't want to admit it. And sorry, jokes. I know you're having the drink to, <laughs> to deal with the pain still. Um, I felt really good. I actually don't feel like that very often in races. So I do want to say I'm not abnormal. I am human. <laughs> but I felt brilliant on Saturday. I could have run for miles. My um, physio said to me, the one, one of the guys that ran with me the last two hours, he said, how long do you think you can run for, Sam? I went, it's a very silly question to ask someone that loves laps and loves miles. <laughs> and I genuinely feel I could have run for quite a few more hours at that pace. And it's taken me, I would say, about eight months to get into that point because when I had a back fracture, some of you all know I had nine months off. It was awful. I never thought I was going to come back. The word sixes in a minute per mile was just not even comprehensible. And over a period of patience and desire that even when we say we hate running, let's face it, guys, we get up the next day and we run again. Um, being able to do that and then seeing that the training for me has started to work. That really was a hard training run to just see how far I could go. So for me, 48 miles was my marker. 
when I went over it, um, my physio guy said to me, my God, you do realise the last couple of uh, laps we've done, you're in 640 pace. And I said, am I? Because I'd got so happy knowing that I was near the finish. Normally, I would die by then. So some of your feelings that you're getting, I do get it. I just felt really good on Saturday. And I think it was a good weather, right mindset, right nutrition. Everything came together. And I think, Dave, you remember the 24-hour race in October. I had Achilles issues, hip flexor. The weather was shit. Um, I spent too much time at the desk. And I was just looking for food I didn't want to eat. So I completely got rid of those problems by making sure all that went on the desk was the gels, nothing more, and a sip of water. That's all I had, four gels. Wow. So there you go. Four There's four my, my feedback. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'd add more in the first half an hour. I've had many rules. Many rules. Deliverian delivered to, to Duffy Park. Eh? <laughs> so, I was hammering it. I was doing already at Mumbler College in R. So, so who, compete, who did it in August last year? Joe and Dave. Yeah. Who else ran in August? Yeah. Ollie as well. Ollie so, as well, yeah. So how did you get on with the. Uh, how did you guys get on knowing that you've kind of done this same thing? Six months ago, did you go into it like with a "I want to beat what I did last time," or is that was that the was that the plan, or was it? How did that go for the three of you? Mine was virtually the same plan as, as August to hit that that figure. It was one, one kilometer better. And that's because I was less time in the toilet this time. No poo. I got another <laughs> kilometer in. If I went for yes. a poo, I'd get seventy eight k in the same as last last year. So you you can quantify the cost of a wilder poo now. Yep, I. Because nice. <laughs> and, and Joe, did you feel? I mean, we talk a bit about not having races. Did you feel rusty? Having was that the last time you guys raced? Raced. Uh, well, I did a virtual Centurion fifty k, maybe about oh, it was mid February. But again, I didn't want to go too hard on that because well, I meant to have the track one hundred, but I don't know if I can get down for it. Um, so that's hence why I'm on the track on Sunday because I want to get a wee shot of it because I'm hoping to do a 24 on the track um, but for me Sunday was about going better than I'd done in August um, just even eking out a little bit more mileage which I managed to do um, but for me it's having a good crew and good running buddies to chum me around I had Martin Butcher as you'll know he's oh, hey, <laughs> oh excellent uh, Butch gets me through he got me through the West Highland Way 2017 and got me through wow. a lot of other ultras so yeah he was there on for the first two hours probably went a bit too hard um, but you know what he's like he's hyper so I've got him <laughs> to thank for that yes that's cool oh, I like it. so what was the so what was your I get we I mean maybe we'll come to the worst but what was the best bit about the the event for for any of you No, it was actually quite. Uh, it was quite nice to watch uh, the IUU website or their um, Instagram stories. Because they're just posting up stuff from all across the world. From you know, like Friday morning, from the people in New Zealand doing it, and they were still posting today from obviously people in like South America and what have you that were doing it late on Sunday. So I think that for me that was pretty good to see everyone across the world just doing something together. Um, it's good to see it. Yeah, that's cool. Ollie, highlight? Yeah, I completely agree. I'd, I'd say, like, yeah, it's just the the moment, frankly, something 
something something global, but also something just going on, frankly. You know, at the moment is mm. you know, there's there's so little actually happening in the world in some ways, um, or certainly the running world. Um, so uh, no, just lovely to have sort of a semi. I mean, it wasn't a race, but it was like a you know, it had the kind of a camaraderie almost in some sense of a race. So, and actually, I was really lucky. I had a lot of um, in a COVID secure manner, of course, but um, you know, a little fan club at the end, which is lovely. So again, just an excuse to have a little, um, you know, yeah, fan club sort of get together almost um, in a very, say, COVID secure way, of course. But, um, of course, nice. Just before everyone goes, um, what's like? Obviously, we've we've got this Centurion Track Hundred coming up. Um, some people, what, what what's uh, what else is on the horizon for some some of you some of you guys? Anything else, Grant? What what are you aiming for? Is uh, uh, well for me the, um, the doing the Track One Hundred is about is about maybe trying to like put a like a marker down for the selection for the 24 hours in October. I, I feel I've like got unfinished business with the 24 hour race. I didn't have a good run at the world champs in Albi, so I'd really yeah. like to have another another crack at that. So yeah, doing the hundreds is about, you know, trying to have a go at getting back, back in the team for the, the world champs in October, really for me. That's really my my main where, aim this year. Where is that? Where is that being held? The one in They're going to be in Romania. I think it's going to be in Bucharest mm. now. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Cool. Joanna, Joe, what's your? Oh, I'd love love the opportunity to get a GB vest for the twenty four hour team. I like running in loops. I like running for twenty four hours. So yeah, the goal is just to get a qualifier in. I've done a couple of trail twenty fours, but I need to get myself on the track. So hopefully Gloucester 24 in October. Um, I might be able to get a wee mark on the board and fingers crossed for a wee selection in the future, hopefully. Nice. Ah, good. I've got to say, you guys are killing I've been ro- dining out on TRS about I'm back on the track doing that 800 metre rep. <laughs> it's just, you're just you're killing it for me. What about um, what about you, Sam? What's next for you? Um, Actually, similar to Grant, the 100 mile is my target. I'd like to try and aim for the British record. Um, I was planning to do that last year and was bang on until uh, the lights went out. Um, so it's a really bad experience, um, October, but it hasn't put me off. Um, so the I'm going to aim... actually went out on the track. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, you're not, that's um... not like a metaphor, your legs shut off. The lights actually turned yeah. off at the facility. Uh, it yeah, they, it knew it, they, they knew yeah. it was ha- happening. Everyone went mad and... It just literally put me in the baddest mood. What with the weather conditions, it was like every element you were fighting against. And there was supposed to be a massage therapist there that wasn't. So I couldn't get myself back on. And I I knew the signs of um, getting hypothermic. I was so cold. I went into the tent and then I couldn't get myself back out. And I said to my friend that I've run a really good PB for the 100. I'd run 14.54. Um, I was well on target to get to the um, record. And when the lights went out, it completely ruined it all. I was livid. I just had to get away from that experience. So, um, yeah, I'm going to attempt the 100. So I swapped out the Thames path to run the track 100 um, as my focus. I was originally supposed to be doing Barry 40, which um, anyone that's run it, that's um, tough because all your aid stations are out in lane eight, which is bizarre. And the weather is not normally good in Wales. Um, but that's been moved to May. Um, I have the North Downs, so I'm going to do that just to go and enjoy something. But my my focus is qualifying for the 24 hour. So I've got a bit of jinx. 
year one I got selected and ran the distance for the individual got a back fracture and still ran the comrades with a back fracture I didn't know by the way I had a back fracture I just knew it was really bad so I spent nine months off then I got selected last year Covid so third time lucky um, Romania this year and then the other one I'm focusing on is the Anglo-Celtic plate, which Rob and I love the Anglo-Celtic plate because that's normally laps. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and that's in Ireland. So it'd be quite nice to run somewhere different. I've done England. I've done Wales. Um, Scotland, I haven't been up to yet. I miss Perth. Um, mm -hmm. But it's in Ireland this year. So those are my two target races. And then the rest is just gap fillers and maybe a six hour on the track as well. Because nice. I like the track. It's great, it's great to hear someone speak about so many races coming up. I love that optimism. That's yeah, try really to be try, you have to try to be positive. I mean, what's been really hard, I don't know if you've all felt it when we watched Poland, um, seeing how the athletes weren't really social distancing. And I got very jealous seeing all these elite athletes out to train. And then I just thought, one, day, one more month, what, you know, two more weeks, and then you start knocking it down. And now I'm seeing races getting the go-ahead. For me, it's like someone's giving me Christmas. <laughs> it's so sad. We want to brutal, do brutal things to ourselves, and all it is is just to be able to run. I don't want anything else, nothing materialistic, just some races. Rob, uh, I've got absolutely no plans. I think um, I've got to defer the entry to West Highland Way race that got cancelled last year, um, and they just put everyone on to, the, to this year. Um, I haven't heard yet, or nobody's heard yet, um, if that's actually going to go ahead this year in June. So um, I haven't really started training for that at all, and you probably should have done before now. I think if it was going to go ahead in June. So um, it's probably not going to happen. Um, there's been mention of ACP um, in Ireland. Well, um, I haven't explored much of Ireland, so that might be a good option to go and do a wee bit of a visit over there, take... Yeah. My wife across maybe for the weekend as well. Mm -hmm. well apart from that, um, nothing. Um, I fancy a hundred miles, but picking the right race for that at some point later in the year, I'll just need to wait and see what happens. To be honest, uh, it's a difficult year to be picking and choosing your races. We don't even know if any of these will go ahead. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Dave, uh, I'm, I'm hedging my bets. I've pretty much entered anything that's moving. So. I've got 100 k race back home, ACP if I qualify, of Gloucester, of Crawley 24, and of Belfast 24. <laughs> so, Belfast, Belfast and Gloucester are a week apart. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll need, I'll need to try and defer Gloucester back to maybe the August uh, Gloucester. But yeah, I was lucky enough. I had two 24-hour races last year, so they seem to be going ahead okay. But I just don't want to be backed into a position where two or three races get cancelled and you find out you've you maybe only one or nothing, so yeah, uh, yeah, we'll see. But hopefully, no more six hours. Ah, fingers crossed, fingers crossed. Yeah. Ollie, what have you I'm got back planned? to the short stuff, so I'm um, got a few marathons booked in, and then I I love my my satchel sort of tour out and out track if you like. So I'll be down to the 15, 3k, 5k that sort of stuff over the summer. Um, nice, and then with an idea. Hopefully, uh, we'll see what, how I do in these marathons. But my my A goal, if everything works well, be to there's a 50k World Champs back end of the year, um, which having run a sub three last year and a and a three flat virtual one earlier this this year, 
um, and possibly tentatively towards the door for. So we'll see. But um, but yeah, so that yeah, that's really the goal. Certainly no twenty fours. I had a horror show a couple of years ago on on that, and I'm not going anywhere near that for a while. So eighteen hundred miles. Yeah, no, not the super long stuff. These guys are. Okay, can have that. I'm certainly not gonna. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I think have we got around everyone, Tom? You, yeah, exactly. What's next for you, Kyle? Me? Oh, I, you don't want to. I, I don't know. Hey, I, I need to. Baby number two needs to arrive, and you know, hopefully, uh, I'll, I'll find a, I'll find a race that that fits in with the schedule because it's, uh, yeah, I've obviously got my own running, you know, Murray Way Ultras to. To direct and things, uh, and then trying to do a bit of training. And I mean, I'll need I'll, I'll need about half, you know, six months to recover after yesterday. So <laughs> who knows, eh? <laughs> well, well, if you need longer to recover after baby two, believe me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. So before, I, I'm before, gonna have to. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna have to. You know, probably check. You know, pick some of your brains to find out what what can suit, you know, what can work. I'm toying. You know, I'm a bit. You know, Probably a bit like you, you know, a lot of you. I don't really know what I want to do. You know, I want to, you know, I still want to do trails. I want to do, a, you know, I want to do like a a hundred k, but I also want to do like a twenty four hour race. Eh? But it's it's difficult. Oh, I think once once you get sucked into the twenty four, it, it can take such a big chunk of your year. Yeah. And I, I love it, but at the same time, it, it the recovery and the build up to the race it really starts to dominate your year. Yeah. And yeah, it's. it's it's difficult. Yeah, but I'm inspired by every single one of you. And uh, yeah, you know, on behalf of both of myself and Tom, like, thanks so much for coming on and, you know, sharing whoa, whoa, your experiences. Whoa, S- settle down. We haven't done fartlek like questions yet. We're going to do Oh, we did not, right. Here we, we, we go, eh? An evening for me with some GB athletes. So we're going to do some bloody fartlek. Like got to bed. It's half eight. It's <laughs> half eight. It's half nine here. These ultra runners are early, you know, early morning risers, not... Late morning. Well, oh, it'll, it'll need to be more. It'll need to be on the sharper end of part of the questions, right? So I'm gonna. It'll be a question and a name, and then we'll. So you all do a question. So, Ollie, pre-race meal. Oh, um, pasta chicken. <laughs> nice. Kyle, favorite movie. Ghostbusters. Let's go for that. <laughs> Joe, trails, road, hills, or track. Oh. <laughs> Oh, all of the above. <laughs> Dave, favourite shoe? Pegasus, standard. Nice. <laughs> Rob, favourite place to run? West Highway. Oh, nice. Grant, favourite race? Uh, my favourite race is the Ultra Trail Scotland over on Arran. It is a beautiful race. You should get over to that when it gets going again. They're really underrated hills. Nice. Uh, Joe, morning shuffle or evening saunter? Morning shuffle, for sure. Sam, running hero. Oh, God. Who could I go for? Probably. This is going to be a hard one. Dean Classes. Oh, nice. 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 Rob, favourite distance? 100k. Uh, Ollie, uh, rest day or recovery run? Recovery run, every day, yeah. <laughs> uh, what else have we got? Um, 
Grant, worst race experience? Oh, probably trailing Camille at the World Championships, I'd imagine. Yeah, get, getting lapped by someone who shot yourself. Yeah. Thanks, Rob. Um, Dave, favorite beer? Annie, high percentage. Um, Sam, post race treat? Chip butty with lots of ketchup. And lemonade and lime cordial. Oh, nice. nice. Uh, Joe, uh, we're going to go, we'll loop again. Favourite race? Oh, West Highland May race, for sure. Nice. And last but not least, Kyle, who is your favourite TB team teammate? Oh, your come on, team that's, that's harsh. GB team, what, as in right now? Right, um, I don't, or maybe it could be someone who wasn't on the call, but this weekend, pick a name, man. Not this weekend, oh, yeah, that's harsh, eh? I'm that's joking, harsh. you it's all right. We'll let Tom, you Tom, you, since you've got a team GB top on, there you go. I'll, I'll give you you're part of the team now, eh? <laughs> I'm just a I'm just a, a, a super fan, mate. That's all. Yeah. I'm just a guy, you know, on a Tuesday night, Monday night, even. Sorry, I, I, you can't do that, you know. Uh, you know, Dave, Dave, and Rob are, 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 are like are crying just now because I didn't pick them. <laughs> 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 Well, anyway, thank you all for coming on. It's been a, uh, it's, I mean, hugely enlightening for for someone like me to hear from you guys, you guys at your level and girls and the, the prep and how you're going to something like that. And I just hope you get some more races because you're obviously all top top athletes ready to deliver. At a, hopefully, at some you hear you all talking about plates and championships. So super exciting. So good luck with the rest of the training and hopefully that some of those uh, come around soon. Thanks for inviting us on. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much, guys. On. Cheers. That was Boom. great. Well, thank you, Cal, for organising all your pals to come on. That was good fun. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it's uh, you know, I I think uh, there was a couple of silences there, but you know what it's like with these Zoom parties. You don't know when who's going to speak when, and then no one speaks because they think someone else will speak, and then everyone speaks at the same time. It was uh, it was very, you know, you, you did a great job chairing that, Tommy. So thanks, thanks for, uh, you know, allowing me to be not in the hot seat this time. Eh? Well, it's, or in the hot part, seat. You're part, of the, you're part of that squad, so it's important that they uh, speak well, a bit. Well, speaking of British, speaking of um, Team GB then, the next thing we want to talk about this week, and we'll maybe pick up the pace a little bit on it, it's the British Olympic trials this weekend for the marathon. So assuming Tokyo goes ahead, we saw the news this week that there will be no overseas fans, but assuming the race still goes ahead, it's the trial. Now the trial is in uh, Kew Gardens in London. It's a, a lap course. Um, we've got a bunch of uh, Brits competing. Um, yeah, so I don't, I mean, let's, let's have a total look at the list. Right, you, you've got the list there, don't you? So we have, I mean, let's go to the women's side first. Uh, now, now, Steph Davis, she's, is she running or she, she's, she's not running? I believe she's running. But no, Steph 12 isn't, isn't running, so but Steph, Steph Davis is running. Correct. Yeah. Steph uh, Davis is fastest heads up the heads of the field in terms of time. Steph, yeah, who's yeah. Been on the podcast. Again, folks, Steph Davis is one of the uh, interviews of, of TRS. So, you know, go back to archives, have a listen to Steph. You know, brilliant. I mean, you knew Steph from your your older your older days in in, Ed, in HBT, didn't you? 
No, so no, our paths never actually crossed. We've got a lot of we're mutual friends, but our paths never crossed in Edinburgh. But, yeah. Um, well. And Steph, uh, Steph is a hell of an athlete these days. I mean, 227.40, she ran in, um, I don't know if it was Valencia or London, she ran her latest PB, I think it was London. But yeah, really, I think, I'm hoping her training's come together because, yeah, she's a real, a real talent. Um, yeah. And for her, I mean, the, the prospect, they're going to the field second with the fastest time and let's the top two will go through. So she's got, the standard is 229.30, of which Steph at 227.40 and Lily Partridge at 229.24 have both got. But Sarah Ingalls, 229.41, just outside it, Scottish, um, based in, in Canada now. We spoke to Kyle, I spoke to, to Sarah. In fact, I've spoken to Sarah as well, and she's, um, you know, she's surely got that standing in, her, in, in, uh, in this one. What's, uh, again, sorry to go, go, go kind of to and through, but I mean, we talked about the, the venue. Now, what's your thoughts about, is it a fast course or is it not a fast course? So I, um, I'm not sure. I, I look at the, the course, there's Kew Gardens, and it's like a Britannics garden type thing. Quite narrow paths, but they say it's flat. The, the corners, crucially, are flowing. So uh, we'll see. But I would be, if I'm honest, I'd be, I mean, someone like Sarah is, is we know Sarah's only 10 seconds at the time. I think she, she, would be comfortable to run it but if you're someone who's like who's a you know minute out of it and you're looking for a big day to run the time you might if it's not the quickest of courses in the field in the women's field i think is, is should be it should be you know five or six of them going for the time so you would hope that that would tire them and i think it might be paced as well and it's part of the same race so the women i mean there'll be no men i wouldn't think be, well there might be some men who follow no there won't be any men running that slow so uh, in that race so i think or not slow but you know what i mean um so I don't know. I I suspect it will be one in like my guess would be you're going to see a winner in two twenty eight perhaps. What do you reckon? I I think it's. I mean, you know, we we talked about the the London Marathon course last year, and the the times weren't that fast. Uh, you know, compared to maybe some of the other, you know, certainly from the Brits anyway. And you know, it was a it was a horrendous day. Uh, but I mean, yeah, I think it's it's not just about. It is about times, isn't it? But it's also if what's the it's a trial. So as long as you've got the time, you have to be what top two, is it? I think it's yeah. If you've got if you've got the time and you place in the top two, it may be three in the women's side. I'm not sure how they're doing it, but it's two plus a discretionary. In the men's, it's two because Cam Hawkins is already picked. But in the women's side, I'm not sure because obviously, as you mentioned, there's no Steph twelve. But I think Steph's looking at ten thousand. I would imagine there's also no. Charlotte Perdue as well. I think she must have a niggle or something. So it's a shame to see those two out who would have been, um, you know, right up there in terms of time. So, you know, the list, as we said, Steph, Lily Parcher, Sarah Ingalls, Tracy Barlow, uh, Tasha Cockrum, Tess Jones, Naomi Mitchell. I mean, there's a, there's a few debutants as well. Charlotte, Ar- Charlotte Arthur, Becky Briggs, who ran really well at the half last year. Annabelle Gummo. So, I don't know. My, my, my I hope... What I want to see is I want to see Steph Davis win it and go. I suspect it will be. I think it's tight. I think. I think I think Lily Partridge will will will, will run well. I think she's due a good marathon. Uh, I mean, ideally, it's Sarah and Steph, isn't it? Oh, that's that's the dream. Yeah, I was waiting for that. For I thought you were. I was waiting in tent. I tent a heat here. I think. I it's think. Probably going to give the one two to the Scots. That's. That's, I think that's the only result we can predict in TRS here. Eh? I think both. I think both will both 
um, we'll run the time. I, but I think it's going to be really tight. I'm going to say, yeah, Steph and Steph and Sarah, one two. There you go, both under the standard. Do you know what? That's the thing, though. Like you know, for for the top two, you know, Steph and Lily, it's all about. Um, they've got the times. They just need to exactly. get in the podium. Whereas Sarah could get a top two, but she hasn't got the time. So well, Sarah's really just having to go yeah. for a fast time. And and I, you know, and I don't know. I would imagine the race is going to play out to get you know the pace that sub Olympic standard that's got to be. Uh, certainly from Sarah's perspective, but. I, I just wonder whether or not, you know, Lily and Steph will go out slower and try and, you know, dictate the pace. But so I that, think if you but then so if that it doesn't if, become a, a fast tight, I don't know. But I think though if they if they were to try and do that, someone like I mean, look at that field at two thirty. I mean Sarah's at two twenty nine forty one, Tracy Barlow's on two thirty forty two, Natasha Cockrum's on two thirty forty nine. These girls are surely you've got nothing to lose. You're here, why yeah. wouldn't you take it out at, at least sub to, I don't know, you know, on standard pace and hope that you've got the legs in the last 10K to maybe pick it up. Um, it'll be fascinating. It really will be. Um, and of course, on the, maybe on the moving on to the men's side, um, equally a couple of names missing. Really sad that Derek Hawkins had to pull out. Absolutely. I was, you know, when you see some news, I was really gutted for Derek because he's, we know he's run, he's had some bad luck over injuries over the, over the years. And for it to come at a time like this, where you've got an Olympic shot, is rotten because uh, I think so. That's rough. So no Derek, um, and actually no uh, no jo um, Johnny Meller either, which is a interesting one because Johnny's got the standard I think, but obviously he's not competing at the trial. So with Callum Hawkins already selected, I don't know the policy inside out. But I would I would imagine that if two guys on Sun on Friday run the time and are within one two that they would have to go and there'll be those two and. Callum. So I think the only way that someone like Johnny Miller will go is if he, if nobody runs the time. Sorry, nobody on the day runs the time. But then, then you still got I don't know. I don't know what the what the the thing is. I know. I mean, Ben Connor's running. We saw him run London at the Elite Race in October. Ben, um, ben had a great race, and I've yeah, got. He's got the I think standard. Ben will do really well. I mean, the he he also had a really fast half as well, didn't he? Um, where you were in Antrim, yeah, in Antrim, he ran really well in Antrim as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so I, I think for me, you know, Ben, Ben Connor, and, and Dewey Griffiths. I don't know what, what what sort of shape Dewey Griffiths is in either. Uh, so he's, I mean, on the so he heads the field, Dewey with a uh, Swansea athlete, two hundred nine forty nine. Dewey's PB is, and you've got Chris Thompson, Tomo at two eleven nineteen. I'm not sure if Tomo's been in that shape for the last few years, but we'll see. Ben Connor. 211.20, Josh Griffiths, 213.11, Matt Close, 213.57, Andrew Davies, 214.36, and then Scotland's Robbie Simpson, 214.56. Now, that would be fantastic to see Robbie mix it. Um, I imagine Robbie's looking at the Commonwealth standard, but I, I mean, Robbie's a, is a class act, and Robbie, I, I really think Robbie's due a, Robbie's due a faster PB than that from, from what we've seen him do at other distances. So I, I think... I'm hoping that Robbie will run well. Um, there's a couple of debuts as well. I mean, Moadan, he's we know we've seen him run well. Um, I think he's won. Like, yeah, he's he have a, a 62 and a half marathon. Yeah, as well. so yeah, so it was going to be interesting. Um, what do you reckon? You reckon? So you think Josh and Ben Connor? I think Ben Connor. I, I don't know what sort of shape he's in, um, but I think you know Ben's going to have a good run. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, like like you as well. If 
Chris Thompson, he, he, I, you know, maybe a couple of years ago, but he just doesn't have, uh, you know, his, he has got a 2.11 marathon, 27.25 for a 10K. Uh, but he's he's 40 in April, so he's gonna you know he's he's getting on in terms of his running career. He's been on the on the stage f- for a long time now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean you know Drew Griffiths has got a PB of 210. He had a big big injury problem. You know he had a pretty bad uh, period of being off running for a couple of years, but he seems to be starting to come you know come back. Um, but yeah, you know, I think also Tom Evans as well. You know, Tom Evans is a, a fairly versatile uh, top ultra Evans. runner. So, Sorry, yeah. Tom Evans is down there with 226 to his name, but that's just obviously what he's run. We know Tom yeah. is a... So I wonder... Yeah, I think he, he'll mix it. Tom's got a 13.40 for a 5K and, and mm-hmm. you know, all the way up to an ultra. He hasn't really had the opportunity to run a, a quick marathon uh, based on his form. So it'd be he interesting. Run, he runs 65 he minutes in Antrim. I think he ran fast in that, didn't he? He's, 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 he's run a 63. Um, that was what he ran. So, no, yeah. I think you're absolutely right to put him yeah. in. Uh, so, so it'd be good, interesting to see how, how he got in. One, so what's your one, two then? Give me I a thought, two. I, I thought I would see Chris Jones in that start line, to be honest. Um, you know, with the, the kind of current yeah. form, you know, and a couple of years ago when we chatted to him, he said he was wanting to line up to do a marathon, but, uh, but anyway, I'm sure he's got I other suspect, ideas and other suspect, goals in his. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Chris looks at Commonwealth, um, but then I guess the opportunity to qualify for that are starting to run yeah, as well. Yeah. Maybe he'll look at an autumn. Maybe we'll see him at an autumn marathon for that. Well, the the um, question we've got then, Tom, is how do we how do we watch it? How can the listeners watch the the mar- the Olympic trials? Any so idea? Quite, so it's on Friday morning. It's quite early start. I think it's eight o'clock local time. So the way, if you want to watch it, your best bet, I believe that the they are going to stream it. So you're, if you go to have a look on Twitter because the. The racer, they're quite good at promoting that sort of thing on there. And I think that the stream will be linked on there on Friday morning to watch it. Now, those paths are so tight. I do not know how they're going to get a, a bike with a camera on there. So I'm not hoping <laughs> find for out. much. Well, I'm not hoping for much coverage of the front of the front of well, the middle of the pack. Hopefully we'll get a camera on the front. Um, anyway, interesting. I'm going to go for the men's race. I'm going to say uh, Ben Connor, Ben Connor and Dewey Griffiths. Yeah, for the for the spots, and I, but I think we're going to see a big PB from Robbie Simpson. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, yeah, I don't know what kind of form he's been running in, but uh, I, you know, I saw him a couple of couple of weeks ago running in the the D side line, and he, he looked pretty, he looked pretty handy. So, nice. uh, yeah, fingers crossed, and we'll, we'll we'll do our best to keep the listeners updated if if they're not watching it. Eh? So exactly one thing. So one thing I was going to share on here because there was a was something that is interesting. So listeners might know it's Fiona's not on the start list. Now, I talked a big game at the start of the year about Fiona's going to run at the Olympic trial and how excited she was, how proud I was. So Fiona's not running. And uh, I mean, it's easy to say, oh, yeah, I've got an injury, got an illness. But actually, uh, you know, I'll share this here because she decided to share it herself because she was getting a lot of questions from people about how you're feeling about the Olympic trial. You're doing sessions on Strava, so you're clearly not, you're clearly not injured. Um, so Fiona, had a, Fiona actually had a... Um, was planning not to run because uh, she was found out she was pregnant in January. But unfortunately, um, such as life can be sad, is I had a miscarriage in February. So it, it shows that you have this. Um, it's really open. It's a it's a really horrible for her because it's it's a sad thing for any anyone to go through. But for her, she's sort of gone through this roller coaster of of now not having this great race opportunity, then dropping it because of something else amazing, and then ended up with nothing. And that sort of feeling of 
of just everything and emptiness and all together at the same time. And it's horrible. And it's, it's really difficult for someone who's, who's running is such an important thing and is, is unable to, to compete. So she's, you know, and of course the, the horrible sadness that goes with the, with a, with a miscarriage. So I think that's, you know, I, I thought I would just share that because it's, it, you know, on here, we quite often, you know, make, it's easier when you comment on sport to make a, uh, in the past, I know we've done it. We made comments about, a performance of an athlete and actually it's really shown me or why someone's not shown on the start line and it's quite yeah. interesting to see there's maybe other reasons behind that and in this case you've got an athlete who's not who's clearly uh running running reasonably well clearly hasn't lost you know from if you follow their, them on, on, on social media things you'll see that they, they train and they run but actually there's just something else and that you know and in, in this case it's the sort of physical and emotional toll you that's just it's too much so um so she decided she shared that herself actually on social media and she got a yeah. lot of very nice uh message support and stuff and you know obviously Tyler, no. you're aware but and uh the support from you and debbie has been great so yeah so it's yeah it's yeah. uh yeah i mean you know you guys have gone through a real rough few months you know just with moving and covid and and it just shows you know it's it's not all about running as well you know you've got to look after number one and you know you're i'm just it's so sad you know when you obviously you told me you know in, in confidence uh you know just because you're one of my mates and um but yeah huge huge best wishes to fiona um and you know just look after yourself and tommy you know you you look after her and you know keep her keep her mean and lean and sweet and yeah you yeah, just absolutely. make sure you, you you deliver the croissants and and the you know the the, the fromageries in the morning uh and yeah, hopefully, you know, hopefully you guys will come back, uh, you know, right. And, you know, things, hopefully in the next few months, things will, will look up and, and they will perk up and okay. there's a lot of positive things that will hopefully happen in the future. So yeah, Indeed. best so, wishes from, from me and, or, you know, certainly right. on, on the show anyway. So. so that is a bit of a, that's a, maybe a wee bit of a downer listeners, I, I, but I thought it was in, it's maybe just, you know, the listeners here, we've got, Kyle and I have a great relationship. Okay. We love the contact listeners and, you know, we start hearing questions about... And what, what's the thing, you know, like, it's, if anyone has, like, you know, these things are, I personally, I think they should be shared. Um, and if anyone does have any struggles or anything, just honestly reach out and if you want to use it, the, the, the podcast as a platform to, you know, to chat about, you know miscarriages and things and absolutely you know that that's what we're what that's what it's about and it, it does affect so many people and it's not even from a from a kind of a male side of things as well you know you've got to go through it as well and and the emotional trauma maybe not the, certainly not the physical trauma but um it does have a it does have an impact uh on on everyone and it's personally from from what I know in the la you know it's the last couple of year anyway and it, it is something that's not spoken about enough uh so so yeah anyone who has got anything that they want to chat about you think it should be chatted about on the show just pop us a message let us know and uh you know we'll, we'll be sure to chat about it or be sure to bring in an expert who might know a little bit more than than we do or or even yourself you know you, you might Absolutely, want to yeah. highlight it so that's what the show is about you know so yeah, yeah couldn't agree more so um, well, I think with time running on, which, uh, we'll maybe postpone the latest update of Tommy in Paris to next week. But I've got some, I've got some, uh, 
some new stories to tell, which is oh, which been, uh, here we go. Just, hey, got this, some bellers. Hey, honestly, mate, this is like every every day is a school day <laughs> when you join a new club in a new country. So it's it's good. Uh, it's all good fun, and I've been having I a few it. few more showdowns with my uh, with my uh, favorite <laughs> your favorite runner. <laughs> yeah, she, I'm actually thoroughly quite enjoying training right now. Which yeah, is, it's good fun. So uh, we'll, listen, we'll get more of that next week. The Does last she listen to the show, FII? Did- does she? You know, I don't know because somebody made a comment to me at training the other day about the beer mile, and I was like, oh, that's did she? unless they just think that I'm like, oh yeah, some Brit, you must love drinking beer and running miles. But actually, I thought that's a that's very TRS. So I I, I don't know. I um it's interesting. But yeah, you know, I'm, what you're saying now, eh? Team the team yeah, Langlanders are, are listening. Didn't be slagging the teammates off now, eh? Absolutely, yeah. So um, <laughs> no, it's cool. So I've been I had a few tra- back as I said in the, with the. To Joe there, I feel a bit embarrassed because I'm like talking a big game. I'm loving being back in the track, but I did last week. I did ten by four hundred, you know, and I made about <laughs> this. These guys doing ten by hour and a half, you know. That's yeah, uh, but you're doing it much faster there. It's uh, well, I'm doing them as fast yeah, as yeah. I can. So yeah, so that's good. But anyway, more of that, more of that next week. The other thing, listeners, um, before we wrap up, is the tartan shorts. So, um, the we spoke to one hill last week. There, we're still waiting for a. Timing on, on production. Thank you for your patience. They are coming. Um, and yeah, maybe put up a post on social media just to give a, a broader update. But they are they are they are very much on their way. And the minute we can get them to you, we will. Um, there'll be a big package winging its way to Alfred, which will be uh, which Kyle can is going to be prancing around in about, in about oh, no. 100, 150 it. pairs of tartan running shorts. Oh, yeah, just check your gussets when you get them. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Joking. <laughs> It'll be all packaged up. We should, we're getting. We're, 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 we've ordered a special white gusset for Finley Finley, right? <laughs> I'm going. We should actually. We should just stitch in a white gusset just for him. It's like it's like Charlie and Cho- not Charlie and Chocolate Factory. What is it? Yeah, Charlie and Chocolate Factory. The golden ticket. Someone gets the go- one, one lucky. <laughs> you, if you're the lucky listener listening to this, and you've got a white gusset in months to come, let us know. <laughs> Anyway, you, can't hang it up, you can't hang it up on your garden washing <laughs> yeah. plate. We need to find that episode again. Oh, that was hilarious. Anyway, folks, on that note, we will uh, we'll wrap up there. But as always, if you want to get uh, in touch with us, folks, tartanrunningshorts at gmail.com. Check our Instagram page. Uh, check our Facebook page. Check our Twitter page at tartanshorts. And, uh, you know, for, most of all, leave us a review. Leave us a comment on uh, the you know iTunes so that we can boost uh, boost the the kind of our street cred in the world of podcasts as well. It's uh, you know there's a lot more podcasts coming at you folks. Uh, we want to keep our one the the top the top running podcast in Scotland. So uh, yeah, thanks for all your support, folks, and we will see you all next week for some some of Tommy's stories, eh? And Olympic trial news. More importantly, <laughs> that as well. Here's Ali McIver.
dreaming about that starting gun. We sometimes shuffle, sometimes saunter. When we train, when we train, when we train, 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 it can be savage, but never brutal, because we'll love the And that's a wrap.